feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. Well, it is clear uh, that the White House is worried, and they should be. If you look at some of the latest polls, there are so many, and a lot of them are coming from not really conservative-leaning media. I mean, I wouldn't consider CNN or New York Times or some of these others to fit in that category. And now there's a new one from Stack Data Strategy, where they did sort of a model of what they believe if the election were held today, and boy, it's still a ways away, even though it feels like, you know, it is uh, pretty quick. It's less than a year, but it's still a long time in politics, and a lot can happen, a lot can change, who knows where all this goes. But they said if it were held today, that Trump would beat Biden, and that Trump would win the Electoral College by a pretty significant amount. And that also Biden would lose these key states, which were important to him in the last go round, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona and Georgia. So that is a big, big deal. If indeed a lot of the polls are now showing what looks like a trend. And I think people are just fed up. They are feeling at this point that they have a leader at the White House that doesn't have a backbone, that isn't, like, clear. They're seeing the world on fire. They're seeing all these, like, chaos moments that are happening, whether it's in Israel, whether it's China and us looking weak, whether it's what's going on in Ukraine. There's so many, like, different catastrophes that are sort of happening all over the world. And so they don't feel they have a clear leader The world's looking for a leader, and our vice president and president are both kind of like in la-la land. They seem to be focused on climate change. They seem to not be looking at crime. They seem to not be looking at skyrocketing economy. I mean, you look at some of the numbers now, inflation. Right now, mortgages are so, so difficult for anybody to buy or sell a home. It's just a really, really tough time. And there doesn't seem to be any law and order. There was a new video that's making the rounds, and it's really tough to see, of two men who were caught on camera pummeling an NYPD cop, uh, punching him in the head and also in the face. And it happened at a Bronx, New York subway station after the officer and his partner asked the suspects to put out their cigarettes. These two thugs then started assaulting a police officer. They resisted an arrest. They were trespassing. They were doing all this. But then they start beating the police officer. The officer just says, hey, would you mind just putting out those cigarettes? And then the next thing you know, they turn on the officer. I mean, it's really an incredible moment, but it epitomizes this sort of lack of respect for law enforcement, this lack of law and order. And the reality that a lot of these people who are doing that No, they can get away with it. So that's why a lot of times they are doing this. 
because they just feel like it's a revolving door. Nothing's going to happen to them. And one of the worst offenders right now is San Francisco. California is a mess. California, New York's a mess. I mean, a lot of these liberal-led states are just a mess. And Gavin Newsom is now trying to play cleanup on aisle seven. This is the classic because San Francisco is where this meeting is going to take place with President Biden and President Xi of China in a matter of hours. And as President Biden is talking about, of course, everything that's going on with climate change, because that's what he says is the existential threat to the world. In addition to that, Gavin Newsom is trying to do the old cleanup act. It is a classic. San Francisco is a mess. I mean, you walk out of the streets of New York, you can smell pot everywhere. Uh, you, the crime is pretty rampant on every single corner. I mean, it's it's pretty downhill. And yet San Francisco is probably even worse. I mean, these homeless encampments there are a disaster. These sort of tent cities where people who have been there recently, I've had friends who've gone to San Francisco recently, and they're like, oh, my God, don't step on the syringes, that it is just so pervasive And nobody's moving the homeless people. No one's kicking them out. No one's doing anything. At least Gavin Newsom hasn't been doing anything for a long, long time since he's been governor there. He's been letting it fester. And what a surprise now that President Xi of China is coming and other leaders, but mainly him. And Gavin Newsom was just over there in China recently. What is he doing? He is bringing out the mop and the sponge. And they're starting to clean up the streets and like kind of temporarily moving the homeless people to another area, moving the druggies over to another area. So I guess, you know, to me, this is just so incredible. He's had all this time to try to clean it up for the good people of San Francisco. Hasn't really done anything. Just kind of let it fester and get worse. It's become like a drug and crime haven And now suddenly when China's president comes over, oh, we got to clean it up because God forbid uh, the Chinese president sees a mess on the streets of San Francisco. We got to impress him. Don't worry about the people who pay taxes. Let's worry about President Xi. But this is just so par for the course. And Gavin Newsom isn't even hiding it. I mean, when he's asked about it, he just comes right out and says, yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of cleaning it up. Take a listen. This is what Gavin Newsom said when people were saying, you know, it's interesting. You're moving the homeless people over a block. And he's like, yep, yeah, you're right. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. Yeah. So they're cleaning up the streets for the leader of China, the guy with the Uyghur, the guy with all the questions about COVID, all the different issues that have happened with our ships at sea, obviously the spy balloons that made their way all across America and then were finally taken out after they crossed America and gathered intel, all that stuff. Not to worry about that, but no, let's clean up the streets so it looks good. For the people, I'll never forget. I went over to Cuba a number of years ago, and there's some pretty bad parts of Havana. And the Pope was coming in, and you could literally see the route that the Pope was taking in the Pope mobile, and 
all the buildings in the front of these buildings were freshly painted and looked really beautiful and nice. But if you turned to the side of the building or if the Pope took a wrong turn, he would have ended up in a slum. But it looked like this beautiful new neighborhood. They didn't even bother painting the sides of the houses. They just painted like the fronts or the side that would pass by the motorcade that the Pope was taking because, of course, they did all the security sweeps. But you just can't make it up. I mean, they don't care when it comes to helping the people, but they care about impressing China. Why are they so attached to China and why do they seem to be doing this coddling mission that we are seeing over and over again? And also with Iran, too. Same thing. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Curtis on line four. Uh, Curtis, your thoughts about President Biden and his leadership style? Well, first of all, for, uh, Biden is not capable of any of this. Uh, this is Obama. Um and they're afraid that they're uh, and I think they, they're afraid in behind the scenes um, that they really are in trouble. And that's why we have the waffling. We have, you know, I've got to be a liberal, I've got, but I've got to be a conservative. I've got to, I've got to stand with Israel, though I stand with Hamas. Um, and let's also remember that um, Adolf Hitler did much of the same thing when he was when he was holding the Olympics and the whole world was coming to, to, to uh, Germany. The the um the anti Jewish stuff came down, and you were able to get uh, foreign newspapers, not just uh, uh, German propaganda, and so they cleaned things up too. When they had a, a big crowd of people coming to the Olympics in 1936, I think, and um, <clears throat> so so it's it is part of the machine, and it it is Obama who who got the, the this communist training on on how to propagandize and whatnot. This is all Obama. Yeah. I, by the way, I agree with you. It feels like Obama, you know, uh, part three. And, and also, he also, you know, as you were talking about Israel, too, he came out and said, you know, uh, well, there's like faults on both sides. I mean, uh, wait a minute. Hamas goes into Israel. It slaughters women and children. And there's a fault on Israel's side that, what, precipitated that? I mean, this to me is it is so dangerous, that rhetoric. And look where we are in the world and look at just the turmoil that's going on in the world. And now we're about to have this meeting that really is a very, very high stakes meeting tomorrow. I just don't have faith that anything of any substance is going to come out of it. And if I'm China, I'm laughing to the bank right now. And that's a sad thing to say. Uh, but and if I'm Iran, I would take advantage of this moment, too. I, I hate to say that. What do you yeah. think? Well, let me add this to it, to it also. Um, and if this is going to be about climate change, what that really means is if climate change is the problem and if MAGA people are the, repo- are the, the re-problem, if MAGA people are the problem and climate change is the, re- is the, is the problem, um, and what that means is America is the problem. That's what they're trying to say. Even though China is the biggest polluter in the world, opening a coal plant every day, um, they're the biggest polluters in the world. But when you're saying climate change is the problem, you are saying America's the problem. And it's the MAGA Republicans who are the true Republicans and not the rhinos. You know, that's that's what the voters want. That's I mean, it really is. It's the Tea Party all over again. But with Donald Trump in the person of Donald Trump now saying even if he doesn't represent it perfectly, he represented truthfully and honestly. 
and that's why um, that, that that's that's why that other infiltrators may, might as well not even try. You know, we're talking about the same people all over again when we talk about the Tea Party and the MAGA movement. We're talking about the same group of people, but now we've got a person. Right. And and look, uh, the polls are, are supporting what you're saying. I mean, he is doing really well in polls that don't traditionally are favorable to President Trump. So a lot of people feel the way you do, Curtis. Thank you very much. Let's go to Tony in Clifton. Uh, Tony, your thoughts about uh, this really kind of dire but pivotal moment also tomorrow? Well, you know, for one of the things we've been talking about is really what has our president been doing with China for these past years while he's been president. And we really don't know because nothing has benefited our country. So we're really honestly not expecting much for tomorrow. Tomorrow is a day where he's going to try to make a message, but it should have been in the, at the White House and it should have been in his, in his turf. And he's always running around trying to catch up with Xi Jinping. This is not a good way to, to meet as a world leader. He's just a scuttlebutt scurrying from one place to the other. I grew up in it with the administrations of president, even my first president, who I I voted for um, in 1972, President Nixon, who really was great internationally. They came to him. There's so many scenes, Rita, of leaders coming to the White House. This administration hasn't had that. The first meeting he had with Xi Jinping was, like a, um, I think it was like a YouTube or simulcast or something. That's you know, right. That's <laughs> right. It was like like one of those like sort of uh, Zoom type Skype things. You're right. I I remember, right. and it was like, uh, like uh, Mr. President, uh, you know, and I remember, <laughs> and he ended up, and then they talked forever, and they never even really talked about any issues that American public cared about. I mean, that's that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, I right. I wish he would use this moment to say, listen. Uh, don't be in cahoots with Russia. Don't be in cahoots with Iran. Uh, this is what you need to do. Don't you dare touch a hair of any American. And you need to talk to your uh, fellow access of evil folks. And this is what you need to do. I mean, I, I just don't see it, sadly. And that really, really breaks my heart because that means, uh, we're being seen as pushovers. And I think that that's the result. Uh, you look at all the foibles there, I mean, whatever, you know, people say about President Trump. They knew that he was crazy enough to say, let's go after Soleimani, you know, the Iranian leader. Uh, let's go after this. Let's go after that. And that was enough to put people and keep them in check. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And President Biden set to meet in a matter of hours with the leader of China. It is a historic meeting. They haven't met that many times since Biden has been president. And boy, are there a lot of things to talk about. There is word that they might be some sort of breakthrough 
or at least some sort of agreement, I should say, about fentanyl, that if President Biden doesn't go after a couple of the institutions and criticize their human rights strategies uh, for hiring the Uyghurs and others, then China's saying, well, maybe we'll cooperate and try to clamp down on fentanyl. Uh, if you agree with that, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> you can trust that deal. That sure is not going to happen. And meantime, President Biden is basically turning a blind eye, it seems, to Israel in terms of really showing his support. Uh, I feel like he keeps saying, well, they have to hurry up and do this operation in the hospital, uh, which right now they are doing as we speak. Say your prayers for the hostages because there are still 240 hostages as we speak at this time that are still potentially in those tunnels or maybe elsewhere. But this could be a very strategic time because they are doing pinpoint strikes and raids in the Al-Shifa hospital. It's the first time we're hearing that they're actually inside and getting into those tunnel systems. So this could be a very, very big moment in Israel's fight. What do you think is going to happen now? And do you think clearly that President Biden seems to be, I think, selling Israel short? He seems to be saying, hurry up, let's do some more pauses, let's do this, let's do that. He clearly is making it sound to them publicly and privately that the clock is ticking. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to David in Pennsylvania. Uh, David, your thoughts about all this and our leadership at the White House. And uh, I, I understand you had a question about some of the polls. Yes, I, I, I question the integrity of these polls or the intent. I think these polls are done intentionally to uh, start the dissociation of Biden from the Democratic Party. And, you know, I, I think even if there was goes forward with the impeachment, I think we'll be doing the Democratic Party a favor. Um, um, however, I think if they do impeachment, they got to impeach it for his policies at the border because that will resonate with American people, not that Biden's a criminal. Yeah, I agree. By the way, I don't know if you heard earlier today, David, I was talking with Alan Dershowitz. He says the terms for impeachment, and he's correct, is high crimes, misdemeanors, uh, treason. And he says it isn't, believe it or not, treasonous per se, although I made the case it sure is. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Support Our Heroes segment, again, from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And a very powerful story coming from Columbia, South Carolina where a local 99-year-old veteran received a quilt of valor for his service decades ago in World War II. It was a day of celebration inside the walls of a senior living community at the center of attention was 99 years old Mac McMullen, who is a South Carolina native and a World War II Army veteran. As a clerk typist, He provided clerical assistance to pilots and other service members who dropped the first paratroopers and supplies at Normandy. He and his wife of 65 years 
are now retired after working at the VA hospital after his service. And as a testament to his service, he was presented with a special handmade quilt. It came from Quilts of Valor and was presented by the South Carolina American Legion. Now, David Mills, who is a district commander, said that 300,000 quilts of valor have been given to those touched by war in the past 20 years. He said, quote, it's not a Band-Aid. But it's one of those things that we do that's hopefully touching their heart and their feelings and letting them know that they're loved and very much cared about. And everyone, America's heroes need your help. Donate $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is honoring Veterans Day by providing mortgage payoffs or mortgage-free homes for 50 hero families. These 50 homes are in 26 different states across the country and will help catastrophically injured veterans, Gold Star families, and fallen first responder families with prior military service. In 2023, the foundation is providing housing assistance and services to more than 3,000 of America's homeless veterans. Visit T2T.org to learn more and donate $11 per month. That's T, the number two, T.org. And we want to thank the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for their incredible, incredible work that they do every single day supporting heroes across this great country. And we are talking, of course, of what is ahead. And boy, the next 24 hours could be pivotal for this president uh, because things are getting crazy. Everyone is so worried what's happening in Israel. They don't know what's going to happen with China tomorrow. And things are a real mess. And, you know, you listen to the people that are living through this firsthand and their stories, many of them who are sharing it at the march today in Washington, D.C. I want to share a story, too, that really touched me. This is this team captain of the Israeli soccer team. His name is Eli Dasa. And he broke into a very emotional tribute at the end of a press conference that took place today. Uh, he's part of the national team that's playing Switzerland in the Euro 2024 qualifiers. And he showed reporters the shoe of an eight-year-old boy who had been kidnapped by Hamas on October 7th. And he got very, very, very emotional. And he said, it is really hard to talk right now. But I don't think any of you can imagine the story behind this shoe. This boy is currently being held hostage in the Gaza Strip with seven members of his family. Wow. And it was just an incredibly powerful and deeply, deeply moving moment about just the scars of war, the effects of war. Um, I was with friends from Israel also tonight, too. And they were just sharing to me how personal that they don't know anybody in the country who doesn't know a family that has been touched by what happened on October 7th. So they're also just shaking their heads at the American justice system and also especially at the American educational system. I'm also happy to hear tonight that NYU, by the way, is now being sued. Did you hear this? They are being sued by students who say that they are not protecting their rights by Jewish students, saying that they needed to be protected, they needed to feel safe while they were there studying. And it may be the first of what could be a whole bunch of different lawsuits 
taking place across this country by students who are saying, enough, there's a primary responsibility of schools that they have to step up. And silence is not an option at a time like this where emotions are riding high. You can't just sit on the sidelines and say nothing and hope it's going to go away because that is not a solution. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alan, uh, line two. Uh, Alan, your thoughts about all this? Oh, hi, uh, Rita. I think when she meets Biden, uh, there's going to be an envelope passed under the table to Biden with with a lot of Benjamin Franklin's in it. But I just see it's a total disgrace what's going on. You know, um, they don't want to protect the children in the schools. They let these people go and, and, and just go crazy during these rallies. And uh, they lock the kids in the, in the school, Cooper Union. And that's, oh, that's imprisonment. That's false imprisonment. Aren't they being charged for that? But also what else is happening, too, with the 18 to 40-year-olds, discrimination through race quotas. Now, if a Republican candidate for president campaigns on that and says he's going to pull the executive order out on the federal level, uh, he's going to win a lot of votes. Pull that executive order for race quotas out. Pull it back. Pull it out by the roots. By the roots. Pull it out. Rip it out. I want to see the roots when they put a lot of people being discriminated against today. And I wouldn't go to a rally with Cornell West. He's a he's a crackpot. He's uh, he's just a total. Uh, he's just using this because he's a, he's a total left wing loony. Yeah, and, and he's, and he's he telling and he's telling everybody else to get off the crack pipe. I mean, that's the thing. These people are like. In La La Land, and some of these people, and I'm not saying Cornell West, I'm not sure if, if he's been asked this question, but I mean, when I see some of these protesters, Alan, and they're asked, uh, wait a minute, you don't support Hamas. Hamas did this, they did this, they're terrorizing people. And the answer is like, uh, well, you know what, they had a reason to do it. I mean, there are actually people out there who I've heard who have justified Hamas. And to me, that this is that is so scary and it's going on in a lot of these colleges. It's going on in a lot of places across the world. We saw that enormous protest that took place in London over the weekend. But, I mean, it's just – it is stunning to me, Alan, that to see these students and other people just showing their face, pulling down the American flag, bashing America, praising Hamas. It's like – it's it's almost like – I feel like I'm wearing a, like another planet. I and And I do think – the schools bear responsibility. There's so many steps, and I'm surprised it's taken this long to see uh, some of these students, you know, finally going after the schools. Um, and a lot of people are saying they're not going to hire the students. We were talking with Alan Dershowitz earlier today. He said, yeah, let's put out the list of these people who are in law school so, you know, these uh, law firms know who not to hire. Like he's making it a mission of his life. And I say bravo to him, Alan. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think Mr. Dershowitz is correct, but but you know what's going to happen with that. If they did pull out a list like that, um, they're going to sue then. It's going to be lawsuits all over the place. But the thing is, unfortunately, we have enemies of America are inside America. We opened our borders legally and legally to the third world. They hate our guts. They just want to come here and take everything. They give the sob stories. Now they're giving the illegals on the bikes. They're crying. I miss my country. I miss my country. I didn't want to come here. Yeah, you're full of it. You're coming by the millions now. And uh, there's, there's, there's 40 million illegal aliens in this country for over throughout all through the years. 
and I don't see how the heck you can get them out. And they're the future. And if they, they keep saying we'll start World War Three, so what are you going to do? You're going to send the American kids over there to fight and lose their lives, and all the third worlders are in here be banging all the women? Wow, Alan, uh, that's a pretty strong statement there. I don't know about the back half, but uh, let's let's go to your point that you talked about with the uh, sort of sleeper cells and people that are already in this country, because there has been a massive increase in the amount of like Chinese, for example, that have crossed the border suddenly. What are they doing? Are they planning something? There are a whole bunch of folks that are on the terrorist watch list. There's been 169 people on the terrorist watch list this fiscal year alone, which totals the last seven years. It's more than the last seven years. So what are they planning? Why are so many people suddenly coming through? Uh, because they know the border's open or they're planning something. That's what's really scary. That's why when you see these evil doers kind of joining forces and, you know, playing with America in the sense of all these attacks that we have seen of late on American facilities, there's now been, a, I think it's like 56 now it is, and we've only responded three times, twice hitting empty warehouses, one time hitting a few individuals. Uh, very minor pricks, if you will, very minor retaliation. And so you just wonder, what are they up to? Is there something, you know, catastrophic, sadly, that they're planning? And that is really, really scary. And then we have a president who's talking about climate change. Uh, Like, we're doomed. When I hear that, I think, oh, my gosh, we need somebody who really cares about sealing that border, cares about protecting us, and cares about so many things. And yet, you know, they seem to be coddling President Xi. The Democrats have this fixation of coddling President Xi, you know, and yet giving him a free pass on climate, giving him a free pass on human rights, giving him a free pass on border security in terms of the fentanyl and so much more. Uh, I just think uh, this is just it's pathetic. It really is. And it really saddens me as an American. Let's go to Joaquin. Line four. Joaquin, your thoughts. You're here on The Rita Cosby Show. Hey, Lovely Rita, talk show host. Happy birthday to you. Oh, th- you're a couple of days early, but Joaquin, thank you very much. I love it. Thank you so much, my friend. It's a birthday week, right? <laughs> yes, it is. I-, I heard someone mention it earlier, so I thought it was. But- thank you. Thank you. But it- but a few days early, they surprised me at City Hall tonight, which was very sweet. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. The first thing is that this is just a slap in the face to America, Okay. So they, they're bringing Xi Jinping over here. They want they might as well give the key to the country to Xi Jinping tomorrow because he's building a coal plant, as you guys pointed out earlier, one week, okay? In the meanwhile, we're dismantling and, and, and demolishing uh, coal and, and gas-fired power plants and putting up all of this solar and, and wind and uh, all this going green. And then in the meanwhile, buying the solar panels from China um, – they're just they're selling us out, and, and it's not going to matter who they run as a Democrat. They're not Democrats. They are communists, you know, and, and they're selling us out to Iran and to China. I think that Xi is just going to come here, and, and, and he's going to gloat. It's just nothing like rubbing salt in, in, in the faces of the American people. Yeah, isn't that sad? And you know what, Joaquin? I sadly agree with you. I think he's just going to laugh. Uh, and just kind of go, oh, yeah, 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 and Biden, I just don't, he, I don't think he can handle whatsoever what's going on right now. I mean, there's just so many nuances and so many bad actors, and he doesn't seem to rein them in publicly, privately, 
And that that's a really dangerous position for America. Yeah, it's the whole, you know, Reagan peace through strength. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike. Line three. Uh, Mike, your thoughts as we head into uh, what I think is not going to be a real uh, revealing, in, you know, moment tomorrow. But we'll see what happens, right? Exactly. Not, I mean, you got a marshmallow. He's got no brain and he got no backbone. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, happening. you're right. There's no. It's not even like a s'mores. You know, where you have the graham crackers on the outside. It's just the mushy inside. You exactly. know, you yeah. know. It's like you know. Yeah. It's like boy, are we doomed? You know. That's right. a sad. What a sad situation, though, Mike. And I, you know, the problem is when you start that way, you can't. How do you turn it around? You can't. You know, like one moment he says, "Don't," like as if that's imposing. You know, to uh, and I'm talking about on Israel. And then the next moment, he, you know, it's like, well, maybe Israel's going to. The minute you give any inch to these bad characters, they take advantage of it. And China's laughing to the bank right now. Exactly. Now, you got to remember, too, is he turned his back on uh, the American people here. 9-11, he went to a, an environmental place, too. Yeah, that's remember? right. That's right. He yeah. went to, remember, he went to the thing, and it was in uh, Vietnam. And then he could only make it to Alaska, but it was like, yeah, it was like an afterthought. And that that was, you know, I found that, I'm glad you brought that up because I found that so offensive, Mike. And today well, and a day right now, he should have been at that rally, don't you think? Yes, he should have been there because he's got to show support for Israel as much as the American people here, the United States of America. Both, both the Israel and Americans were hostages and still are hostages. So he's got. He should be out there in force saying, "Hey, enough is enough." Boom! I'm supporting Israel. Israel, do whatever you want to do. We got a hundred percent support. Wipe them out. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I actually, you know, I feel that he has missed such a moment here too, Mike, because you know he could have been somehow rallying also uh, Palestinians to say, "Listen, Hamas isn't doing you any favors either." They're holding Palestinians as human shields, essentially, at the hospital as we speak. And, you know, he could use that moment because he should reach out to Tlaib and say, listen, if you really care about this country and you care about peace in the world, why don't you serve as a bridge builder? But but he's not doing that. It's like he's allowing bad emotions to fester and grow and grow and grow. And that's just the same way I feel like the Democrats have handled uh, crime in general. Let's talk about that because it's like they allow people to go over and over and over again, repeat offense, and then they get surprised that somebody is violent on the 15th offense. You know, it's like bad behavior needs to be put in check and he doesn't want to do it. And for some reason, he's afraid to do it. And that's a really scary place. And boy, are we in a mess if he can't even hold any feet to the fire with China tomorrow. And I have very low expectations, Mike. And, you know, he might come out and, like, pretend, like, oh, yeah, I told him about uh, climate change. I told him uh, not to build one coal, you know, factory, uh, no, not one coal mine a, a week. Let's do uh, one every other week. Boy, am I tough. You know? I mean, this is a joke. And it's really, really sad, Mike, because we are just going downhill, I think, on the world stage and I think case in point, sadly, what's going to happen tomorrow. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
It's the Rita Cosby Show. And what a sad testament this story is. Hundreds of Jewish people ended up heading to the rally as we were talking about the pro-Israel rally in D.C. It ended up getting stranded when bus drivers staged a deliberate and malicious walk-off, according to one of the organizations. They decided uh, this is an anti-protest uh, left a charter flight from Detroit with about 300 people on the Dulles Airport tarmac for 11 hours before being sent home, causing them to miss the full March for Israel event. How pathetic is that? They come all the way to go to this march from Detroit into D.C., and the bus company drivers decide on their own to sort of unilaterally do a strike and leave these people stranded. How pathetic is that? And what a sad testament that they can't even go to a peaceful march and a bunch of bus drivers take it upon themselves to do their own independent protest. That is disgusting. Let's go to Susan, line two. Susan, your thoughts. Yeah, um, Rita, I was at the rally. I actually just got back, and it was tremendous. It felt very good to be counted in a crowd that they think is around. Hey, Susan, Susan, it's crackling. It's crackling like it's go close to the the receiver. Is that a little better? Yeah, much better. Go ahead. Okay. But uh, I just a quick list of the difference between this rally and the anti-Israel rallies. Nobody was assaulted. There were many, many American flags. No racism, no bigotry. Nobody was hiding behind a face mask. Concern was expressed for innocence on both sides. It was bipartisan, and it was much, much larger. But it was really, it was wonderful to be there. And by the way, it was many more than a couple of hundred, because it wasn't just in Detroit that uh, these terrible bus drivers and bus companies that supported them did that. It was also in Manhattan and Brooklyn that this happened. We had a lot of reports of this going on. How terrible. And, um, did you know and, that they were going to do it, or they just sort of on their own decided to, like, leave the folks who were going for a peaceful march stranded? I mean, this is so malicious. It's disgusting. I, I don't know. Details to follow. You know, I'm on many, many chats, and it was all the buzz. And so <clears throat> tomorrow I'll find out. And, it, and you had said earlier, or Alan Dershowitz had said, that they're trying to go after people who are just being incredibly hateful and vicious. And this has been going on since October 8th. As soon as people hit the airwaves with vicious, horrible, anti-Israel, pro-Hamas, pro-October 7th violence, people in New York especially have been razor-focused on finding out who are these people... Yeah, and you know what? It's interesting. Alan says he's going to make it his mission. That's what Professor Dershowitz says. Too bad. People need to be warned who they might be hiring or who might be their neighbor.